We can do anything you like Why do you hesitate? Come get what's on your plate Well, greetings, lovely people. <laughs> How y'all feeling? I'm wishing it's all good over where y'all at. It's pretty good over here. This is the Goody Jar Blog Presents Storytime with me, Naya Good. Hey! <laughs> this is a plethora of delicious stories and topics. Y'all, this is my new song, Blow Your Minds. I just released this. It's available on all digital streaming platforms. So go check it out. It's a little sexy vibe. I'm about to revamp my whole recording experience here. So I just wanted to push out the, these songs that I've been sitting on for a while. But it's about to be some new, fresh, and exciting things. Coming out of my music content. Um, so yes. <laughs> yeah, this is episode five, season one. Cheers. Thank you for rocking with me, listening to me. I appreciate the downloads. Thank you for all the love. For real, for real. So this is season one. Um, like I just said, <laughs> and y'all don't really know me. So I've been just sharing a little bit about me in every episode. I know some people are probably like, why is she talking about herself? Because it's story time with Naya, but don't worry. I got some exciting things getting ready to happen with my co-hosting. I had to revamp it. I did a beta episode the other day and I learned from that episode. So now I'm gonna, you know, come through for the season finale of season one. I'm gonna have a dope co-host and it's gonna be a dope conversation, so be on the lookout. I feel like I'm talking to y'all in my bedroom voice, but you know how this is about to go. It's about to escalate here in a minute because this is gonna be a good episode, especially <laughs> since I fuck with the topic and those who are like-minded do. And if you're not, then of course you're not gonna like it, but just listen, listen to the perspective. People don't like to, you know, think about new shit. But, um, so anyways, I've been telling you all a little bit about myself. So another fun fact about me is that I'm very fluent in dancing the salsa, merengue, the bachata. I love all those like dances. Since I was a kid, I always resonated with the sound. And then as I got older, you know, things get better. As you evolve, things get better. And so I consider myself an A1 salsa you know dancer it's it's lit over here for real i enjoy the dance because you can actually you know do it with people and it's sexy and i love it i love i love the dances so much so soon here i'm gonna be um starting to uh, a class i'm gonna teach a class and um you know just bring salsa back to the neighborhood because you know everything originated in africa aka Kemet anyway yes yes because um, remember, they just, Latinos are just a part of us. <laughs> Another shade and component of the originators, the sun people. So, but yes, um, 
I used to back in, you know, I always got a little military story. Look, I'm going to be one of them veterans, yo. I'm going to be one of those veterans, right? <laughs> That's going to have all kinds of stories. I'm about to be one of them vets. <laughs> One of them vets that always got a story. Yeah, back when I was in the military, child. Yes, we used to ba ba ba. But no, for real, back in Iraq. <laughs> we used to have some dope ass, like they got to keep the morale going anytime you deploy or go to other countries. So we got, you know, even in Iraq, well, during my time there in the beginning, it was real rough. But when I, by the time I got to the military, and because the Iraq war was going on for so long, um, you know, my unit, where I was at, it was pretty dope. Even though I had a serious job now, I like to emphasize that I had a serious job, but the environment was pretty, well, in my opinion, it was good because I choose to adapt to environments and, you know, make the best of them if, if there tends to be a situation that is not comfortable. But, um... But yeah, <laughs> so I, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, <laughs> but I, I made sure I enjoyed myself. But um, yeah, we used to have salsa nights because when we got there, there was this dope ass Puerto Rican, I think it was National Guard or Reserves Unit. I'm talking about it was lit. The salsa nights were popping. Wet shirts, because we moving and sweating. Everybody, even the hardest core, you know, <laughs> in their salsa and whatnot. It used to get really real in there, like a real ass salsa club, but everybody's in their, you know, their, you know, uh, PT physical training uniforms, the dress down version uniform, because that's all you could wear. Only uniforms, no civilian clothes. But, um, <laughs> salsa nights was popping, yo. Straight up. Good times. Good times. But anyways, yeah, I've been bringing a lot of things into fruition lately, so I will be teaching a salsa class soon. Yes, 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 yes. Be on the lookout for that flyer. It's, it's going up. That's what's going on here, around here. <laughs> All right, so I got a lot to talk about in my lead story time segment. In this segment, I tell you a story from my experiences or I just discuss something that is just like, that's been on my mind. In this episode, it's going to be a discussion about something that's been on my mind. I was going to tell some stories from my personal experiences, but I'll save that probably for another episode. Um, but yes, this is the lead story time segment. I've been told I have a way of storytelling and my stories are always interesting. So I always start off with a lead story. Alright, it's been an interesting week, guys. <laughs> Lots of fun in my physical world, you know. Been very, very, you know, busy. But um, <laughs> as far as social media, I got blocked by two people last week. Can y'all believe that? <laughs> if you've ever read, if you've been to the Goody Jar blog, I have two articles about uh, called Confessions of a Troller, okay? Whew. Back when I was out here doing unsolicited things on social media. <laughs> um, but even though it was for a good cause, but I mean, I just got a kick out of just fucking with celebrities. <laughs> I was blocked by a lot of them. So that's why I, la I laughed at that. Like, yo, this is for the people that know that's read them articles. They know. Oh, OK. But yeah, I was blocked by two people last week. 
Um, one of them was a black artist who I have several like prints by. Actually, <laughs> some of them are in this backdrop right here. And I mean, he's been saying some things lately, but I just thought it was interesting that one of the things that he had been trying to put up there, or I'm sorry, really, really, really get people to, I guess, understand from his perspective is that, um, you know, black men that, you know, decide to, I guess, become women are actual women. And I just thought it was interesting. And I'm saying like that, I'm saying it like that for a reason. This was a black man that was trying to convince the women that are on, that follow him on his page, you know, that, or, and other people that, I guess, a black man that becomes a woman is actually a woman. And I'm just here to say real quick, nah, bruh. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I never say names on this show because why? It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Maybe one day in a tell-all book, because you know I'm writing some books. Um, maybe one day in a tell-all book, I'll go back and say, yeah, and on that podcast, this was such and such, and this was such and such. You know, because then it just, you know, whatever. We'll see. But, um... But yeah, nah, bruh. That's a man who wants to be a woman. <laughs> so he cut everything off and women bleed. Enough said. That's it. Nature wanted that to be so clear that everything bleeds. <laughs> That's a woman. So uh, um, I don't know why it was so important for that person to continually emphasize it. Um, you know... I don't understand it. You're you're a black man now. Now black, you know some of those. Some of, I guess now this is something that's happening. You know, a black man is trying to convince everybody that another black man is a woman. I, I whatever. Okay. And also, phobia has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Somebody doesn't go along or agree with it. It's suddenly a phobia. Remember. Go look up what phobia means. If you're confused, it means the fear of something, right? The fear of. Although, why is it okay to be arachnophobic and agoraphobic and sometimes blackophobic? Stop phobia shaming people. Activist Angela Stanton recently was in Miami. And she was at a, I guess at a, Space called the palace, you know, doing some research. And she's discovered that the palace has parents, the, the palace allows parents with children. And those parents allow their children to be at an adult drag show at all hours of the night. And Angela was actually there when the children were there. She said it was about like, you know, damn near midnight. Um, and that is actually scary. That's pretty, like, that's crazy, right? Like, why do, what are children doing at drag shows where the drag queens are actually half-dressed and they're showing their body? And is it because the people feel like they, they shouldn't say anything because, oh my God, so I guess here, take my kid and put him on stage with a drag queen while the daggone drag queen is dancing? That seems really interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty scary. I don't know. Moving right along. Then I was blocked by a podcaster here recently who I was actually I was actually on show a couple months ago, but there was a lot of glitchiness in the freaking uh 
in the episode, so I don't think it actually got to make it to the actual page or anything like that. Anyways, she was, you know, posting, you know, the very traumatic experiences of black people and, you know, oh gosh, this particular post she posted, oh look, this white guy, he got to get away without being shot and killed, so what is this, why is this happening to black, you know? And so um, I put, I commented because I don't think people understand. This is social public media. So you can't control who's going to comment unless you block and delete them. And if you're a podcaster or a person that engages with the public, I don't understand why you're so scared to actually have these public conversations, especially if you're a podcaster or a public figure who is talking about issues that happen in the public. What do you, I mean, and then you get so angry when you hear something that is in slightest opposition to what you, what you said. I mean, it's a difference between anger and passion. Know this, because some people, you know, calm down. You think you're being passionate about what's going on, but you're actually fuming and, and foaming at the mouth. But, um, so yeah, she, you know, she blocked me. My, I, what I was basically talking about was that the black community needs to start trying to figure out a way to heal. They're gonna, this shit is gonna constantly be reactivated, this type of trauma. And I don't know what's been working as far as the marching and things and the protesting and things, but perhaps some type of healing might have to happen within versus hoping that something outside is gonna change. Maybe you could change it by the healing and the, and the, you know, preparing for a better response to when trauma is being reactivated constantly, especially via the media or something that happens in the world. Okay? I mean, I don't understand what was wrong with that. It's like when I say something about healing, they they maybe people automatically think forgiveness of something or or or, or trying to coon. I don't, I don't know what they hear when they hear healing. But healing means... All right, understanding that trauma has happened, realizing that some things might reactivate and re-trigger it, but now how are we going to figure out how to heal those moments and push through with knowing that there has been victory in our community. Our DNA is the strongest. That's why we continue to prevail against all this shit. We really need to figure out how to get this mind right, though. Law of Attraction talks about taking attention away from shit that does not serve us, right? Isn't that what Law of Attraction talked about? So why can't we do that with that? Racism don't serve us no more. <laughs> but victory does. And, we're, and, 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 and race trauma is activated. We need to choose to change our vision. Yeah, that, that sounds like I'm saying, like, actually ignore the shit. I don't know what else we can do. We've tried everything except for that. Like, actually saying, okay, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Don't, don't, don't white people do it all the time? Why we can't do it? Why we can't do it? That might sound controversial, but do it in a way of, okay, no, we've been victorious. This is how we're going to change it. Law of attraction says we can create what we want in our mind. So why not create none of this shit happening? The reactivated trauma is making us continue to create these ideas. Or you, rather. Whenever I see some things, I try to remember all the moments when we were fearless. And when I've been fearless. Because uh, f fear of this bullshit ain't gonna do me no good. And fear of anything doesn't do anybody any good. 
Trust me on this. And and everybody know and, and, and everybody should know it. But whatever. Um Yeah, racism does not serve us anymore. Paying attention to the shit doesn't serve us. You know, that's giving you know, saying things like white supremacy, nah, take that away. Change the narrative. Change the narrative on some things that really could, you know, withdraw power from the negative power source. Anyways, so she blocked me over that. She wrote paragraphs of anger without even receiving or trying to even sift through the information to see if she could understand it. And then, um, then she started posting pictures. <laughs> In response to my outlook, one of them, one of the pictures said, there's only two type of black people. One that looks like her and she put her, had her fist up and then Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. And I thought that was hilarious because baby, there's not two versions, there's several versions. And it ain't got nothing to do, uh, <laughs> but there's several versions, okay? So on that post, I told her to shut up. Because about me, when I tell stories, I'm going to tell my part and I'm going to tell your part. I'm going to tell all the motherfucking parts. Because I can guarantee you, you're not going to want to tell all the fucking parts. I'm going to tell what I did too and what you did too, boo. Straight up. Um, but yeah, so I told her to shut up. I was like, girl, shut up. This is no. And, and no, it ain't two types of black people. That's exactly what I said. And so then she called me on, on Instagram Messenger, right? And she, as soon as she called me, she started, and she could, she from the South, so she got a draw too. It's real dope. I love her accent. And so she started fucking screaming and yelling and just hollering. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had to tell her several times, calm down, stop. Hey, 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 stop. Eventually she, calm down, calm down, stop, calm down. Eventually she did calm down. And I said, hey, how are you? She said, I'm good. How you? She said something about a massage and all this. And she, she asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Weather's good. <laughs> you know I like to talk about the weather. <laughs> I told you, I really do like to talk about the weather. But um, and then so then I, I explained to her what I meant. And she had actually received what I meant about what we were actually talking about. Okay. Additionally, I forgot one part. In the paragraphs, when she was talking to me in the paragraphs, she said something like, if you want to listen to something uplifting, going to her podcast to listen to that. And so I said, okay, well, that's cool. And then, I mean, if you want to hear me talk about healing, come to my podcast and listen to that. That's what I did. So on the conversation on the messenger, she then says, and uh-uh, Naya, because no. And also, you, didn't, you don't be sharing my content, so don't come on my page talking about your content. And that's when I realized. I was like, oh, you're not. Oh, wait, wait so what are you really mad? Are you mad at my views on what you said about on, on reactivating race trauma and me encouraging the community to try to figure out ways to heal and prepare for more of it in and, and ways that are heal, healing and changing the narrative? Or are you mad because you think I wasn't sharing your content? Okay? Because quiet as it's kept, people do be sharing stuff. They just don't always tag. And, and maybe maybe we should start doing that. That way people can know, hey, you know, it's kind of, you know, and I'm going to get into that later. But, I, you know, when I realized that and she was still talking to me crazy. Oh, additionally, I did apologize for saying shut up. I said, you know what? It was wrong for me to just say, girl, shut up in your page. 
and Shut Up is playing in the background, my other song that's available on all digital streaming platforms. Literally, I did not realize that the song was on. And if you watch the video, you'll see my, my reaction. But, um, but yeah, I did apologize for saying Shut Up. <laughs> But she was still coming at me hardcore. And that's what, and like I said, when I realized that it was about the social media shit, that's when I realized, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, what you're not going to do is keep talking to me crazy now that we got past the real issue and now you're over here talking about this. I wasn't trying to tell your, your, your audience to look at my stuff. You said, well, if you want to listen to something uplifting, she said, if you want to listen to something uplifting, go to my podcast. And so I said, well, if you want to listen to me talking about actually healing the community go to my podcast <laughs> anyways that's enough of that now for my final story <laughs> or well not necessarily well yeah story for my final story this is now this is the controversy for those that don't like to hear shit like this the police need to be disarmed and really they need to be revitalized straight up that ain't got shit to do with being anti whatever whatever and whatever if a, if a motherfucker is anti all right then anti what does anti mean let's go to google real quick guys because <laughs> I, I swear some people really don't know what definitions are and it, it is astonishing to me that people will just use real wild words and still and even some people that really actually do understand words have mean a different you know actually have actual meanings be still using words wrong because it's just the way shit goes but anti means opposed and against so yeah in opposition to <laughs> but yes i'm in opposition to police having weapons okay i'm in opposition to them doing illegal things okay and people really need to create their own protective organizations because that's all police are they are not protected in the constitution the people are those are security guards go read the 10th amendment if you google anything that says where in the constitution are police protected the 10th amendment is going to come up now i recommend reading all the amendments and i have done so i can't regurgitate them to you verbatim but i have taken the time to read them bitches and number 10 States a lot of things about police, but it does not protect the police from being able to just pull their gun on you, talk crazy to you, and act like you just supposed to stand there and take it. I don't give a fuck. You know, no, 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 no. They're not protected by the Constitution. The people are. That's why even the police can use their Fifth Amendment when they're in court. They are state-funded armed security guards that, that have a series of separate bum-ass rules that give them a little leeway. But, you know, one thing I do know is that they should not be pointing their guns, like I just said, at anyone for any reason, just like I shouldn't just point my gun at anyone. Does that make sense? They shouldn't be coming up and thinking, okay, well, if you don't listen, then they got to pull their gun. That, 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 do police understand that that's what people are talking about? You shouldn't be drawing your weapon for any reason. You're the one with the vest on. Again, I reiterate, I, I don't know about everybody else's experience as far as uh, military veterans, but when I was deployed and with my job specifically, there was a rules of engagement. And it literally said, don't raise your weapon to anybody unless a weapon is pointed at you. How hard of a concept is that to understand? They shouldn't be pointing their guns at anyone for any reason. Just, you know? 
unless there's a violent crime taking place or somebody reported a violent crime, why the fuck are they unholstering their weapon? And then they should figure out a way to recon the situation first. Them niggas just, I'm sorry, the police just be pulling up and ha ah, ha, they don't even recon. They don't even see what's happening first. And additionally, I don't think police should be pulling up to anybody else. They should tell, if any, the person that calls should tell, should come outside and everybody should come outside. I think there's a country where the police, the per, when the police are pulling people over, they actually tell them to get out the car. I mean, what the fuck? But what they shouldn't be doing is like I said, pointing their gun unless a gun is being pointed. They shouldn't be using any type of force at all. They need to keep their fucking hands off of people unless somebody is whooping their ass. Okay? <laughs> it's real simple. Okay? Um, yeah. Why don't the police have a rules of engagement? Every, every day... I was working on ECP in Iraq. We had debriefings and we had to pull our ROE card out of our pocket in our uniform and read it out loud. You know the military loves some cadences, child. They love a cadence. They love a, a, a fucking to read some shit out loud. They love it. <laughs> we, pulled, we pull out our ROE card and we read it out loud together as a group. As a group. As a group. So you could understand this is what you bet not do. I don't think the police do that. I've been to a ride along before. I don't remember debriefings about safety and how to engage with the public. It was more so, okay, this is what's violent in this area. This is what's violent in that area. Okay. It's not our job to die because they don't know how to train or discern properly. It's, and when you would talk to police about that, they make it seem like, well, shit, nigga, you shit, you go die. You, they make it seem like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's just what it is. The world is violent and scary, and so we have to. No, you don't. No, you don't. It ain't that scary. <laughs> it's some violent shit, but it ain't that scary. Yeah. My incense is going out. I'm gonna have to rechange my incense. But yeah, it's not that violent that you need to be unholstering your weapon because you're scared and nervous and shook. And if you're that scared and nervous and shook, then maybe you shouldn't do this. This is, you know, you need to be able to have charisma and be able to converse and, and, and discern and recon, you know, instead of just assuming that everything has got to end violently, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Y'all silly, crazy ass, whoever that is in the White House or whatever, <laughs> whatever's going on with that guy, he's talking about gun laws. He should be also talking about disarming the police. The police are taught, like I just said, <laughs> that the world is inherently violent. These were my notes, but I'm glad to see that I'm flowing <laughs> without the notes sometimes. But, um, yeah, the police are taught that the world is inherently violent, and so that is why some of the children in blue, they do call themselves boys in blue now, are so freaking scared and sloppy with their weapon handling, okay? And the military, <laughs> and I'm not trying to compete or cre create some type of situation, but the training is different, and the oaths are different. That's a real thing. That's, that's something to think about. In the military, if you fucking negative discharge your weapon, even in the fucking barrel, 
before you go, you know, inside of, let's say, a defect or something, and you actually came from training, you still have your weapon, or you're deployed, and you take your weapon in there, and you negative discharge because you didn't check your shit first, that's like a, you get punished for that, because you need to make sure you know how to handle your fucking weapon, that's a real thing, the fuck? I heard, I saw something because, like I said, I try not to get triggered by a lot of this shit because I'm about healing the community. So when I be thinking about my community, I be thinking about healing. So I try not to really look at shit. But I seen something with all the police violence that happened this week of April 19th. Ooh, 420 is tomorrow. Oh, shit, I almost forgot. Oh, shit. 420 is tomorrow, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> on that week of April 9th, on this week of April 19th, there was somebody that, some officer that confused a taser for a gun. And I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. <laughs> there should be no confusion there. But perhaps there's too much shit on their fucking belt that they don't use, that they don't even realize that that shit is up there. So that's why I say take that weapon away and give them, let them utilize all the other shit. And then if there is a situation where weapons or, or you know, some shit like that need to be involved, call SWAT. Guess what SWAT stand for? Huh? Special weapons and what? Training task? Hold on, wait a minute. I thought I was trying to do it off the top of my head. Let's go to Google, guys. Let's go because I emphasize let's go to Google because people always act like it ain't shit, but then people don't know shit. So I choose to just go see what Google talking about and, 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 then, and then start there. <laughs> Special weapons and tactics. I was close. Special weapons and tactics. Call them because they know how to deal with their weapons and tactics. The fuck? They, I mean, it's very simple. You know, it's very simple. But anyways, I'm going to talk about that more. I really do urge the disarming of police. They're just security guards that have just run wild. <laughs> wild. And they need to be, they need to be, their power needs to be withdrawn a little bit. Okay. All I ever see when they get new funding is new police trucks and, and things like that. Are they actually training? Because there should be no reason why they that in fear of the public, especially at, 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 you know, regular events. Shit's happening, but okay, you need to calm the fuck down. People that go down rage, I'm sorry, people that go down range, and by that I mean deploy, my, my fellow servicemen and women, they got to, you know, make sure they calm that scary shit down or else what? We just going to shoot the whole fucking country up? <laughs> like they're doing here with their own people? Uh, that's according to the media. Now, if everything is a lie in the media, then the good police need to say something. <laughs> if every cop not bad, then stop talking about that and go fix the shit. Go fix the shit. The good cops be like, look, guys, we should really get good training. But I hear it's a battlefield inside the police department. That's why it's hard to get that kind of shit. Trust me on this. <laughs> so it's hard. They don't know what to do. When you say we need better training, they act like what? We not the shit already? Oh shit, my, my top then came off in the recording. It's okay though. Not came off, just slipped had <laughs> a little slippage, but it's okay, shit. It's a cute shirt, so sometimes it's slip and slides. I didn't think it was gonna do it right now, but let me let me get it together. But yes. <laughs> okay. But anyways, I just want to end this segment by saying those are just a couple thoughts and ideas. I just wanna end this story 
by saying everything the police is doing is illegal in my eyes. And my views from what I've researched, I mean, they're protected by state situations, but so are the people. We're protected by the Constitution. And I prefer to go by that because the police can take their uniform off and go by that after they've fucking just went wild with the state little privileges they've been given. So let's go back to that, okay? Um, as I said in my first part of this story, uh, drag queens and men who become women are not women. Okay? Just as much as you can try and convince and condition, I can reject and refuse it. And it's not a phobia. It's just a, okay. Like I said, the situation that's happening at the palace in Miami with those parents bringing their children to those places and the palace actually allowing it, now that is pretty scary because they shouldn't be around it. They shouldn't be around it. Now, yes, it is the parents' fault. But the pa wait a minute, I can't just take my kid to no daggone lounge, no real lounge. So why is it always okay for this to the kids to be around drag queen situations? I don't understand it. Um... <laughs> And finally, black people must heal from this shit and choose fearlessness at some point. We try everything else. Let's do that. Let's do that. And it ain't nothing wrong with that, okay? Every time I think about my people, I think about fearlessness, healing. Like, yeah, that's where we, that's where we was came from. Before all the slave stories, that's what those ancient ancestors used to be on. Some real wild warrior shit, you know, but still peaceful. <laughs> So, you know, we gotta, we gotta get that back in our lives, all right? Like I said, my comments are always open on all the platforms. The comments sections on all the platforms where this podcast is available. And I appreciate your feedback, you know? Okay, I, I do snap back in the comments, though. I ain't gonna say don't get crazy no more. Get crazy, because I'm gonna snap back. I don't care. <laughs> okay? Um, all right, guys. Yes. I thought about taking my weather report segment out, but <laughs> I'm a rock with it. In this segment, I briefly run over the temperatures and weather fluctuations across the country and somewhere abroad, even though this is a podcast and not a daily broadcast. And so I understand that by the time some of y'all listen to this, hell, somebody could listen to this next year. The weather that happens on April 19th, one day before 420 <laughs> on 2021, you gonna know about it on this episode. <laughs> Um, and here's a little story about that, as this is story time with Naya Good. Um, I love the weather because my grandfather on my mama's side, as a child, he used to always talk about weather, y'all, like all the time. Oh my gosh, he know what's going on. The Weather Channel is playing in the background along with the soaps and Walker, Texas and Judge Maybelline and all of them, but the Weather Channel was playing all the time. And... <laughs> And, you know, at any time, you know, you call back home, grandpa talking about the weather, what's going on, it's going hell next week or some shit. Like, he know what's going on before you know it as far as the weather goes. So, um, you know, and in the conversation, the weather was always included. So I realized I might have that little bit from him. I like that part, that part. The weather, you got to know what's going on. So right now in Atlanta, it has been very beautiful, guys. Really, really amazing stuff here on April 19th, let's see, 72 degrees, 
It was a little windy today though. I went to my favorite coffee shop and it was a little windy today. They got, there's some trees out there and it creates a little cyclone anytime the little bit of wind blows. It's kind of crazy, but here in Atlanta, it's been 72 degrees, really nice weather. Starting to warm up for real, for real, not without the little Gotham City in-betweens. And so from, and this is Monday. I recorded on a Monday. I kicked off Monday with some, you know, <laughs> some work work. <laughs> but yes, from this Monday until the next Monday, it's the week of April 19th, it's going to be some really good, really, really good temperatures. 70s, 60s, you know, still trying to shift. Atlanta actually does have a spring. I realized that today as I was reflecting. I was like, okay, this is actually spring. I come from a city where it go from cold to hot. It's not really an in-between. <laughs> it's just cold to hot. So I, I guess I'm, I, I had to realize, maybe this is, is this what spring is? Because I'm ready for it to be hot, hot. Okay, not just hot. But yeah, it's going to be good around here. Um, in Savannah, which is only like, what, four hours away. That's where I used to be stationed at. And I used to be stationed near, uh, I'm sorry, Fort Stewart, which is actually an hour away from Savannah. And Savannah is three hours from Atlanta. 77 degrees, two wonderful numbers, or one wonderful number, um, twice. <laughs> but that, Savannah be having some really nice temperatures. Really, really sunny. You know, they got the little, you know, the ocean right over there. River Street, or is it a river? Whatever. Whatever, a body of water. <laughs> it's a body of water. <laughs> but it's going to be pretty warm, and there is going to be like a little dip in temperature, 68 towards like Thursday, Friday. Like I said, it's Monday, so. But it's going to warm back up, though, you know, as it should, because it's going to be summertime. Like, the summer's going to be really, 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 really dope. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Miami, it's 88 degrees, it's pretty cloudy, and it's gonna kinda be cloudy and overcast and rainy this week, but I think Miami is one of those cities that kinda shift more towards like sunshine. Whereas Georgia, as soon as it drops the rain, the sky turns black. <laughs> one drop, boom, it's Gotham City. <laughs> so, but yes, so 420 is gonna be nice tomorrow, 90 degrees, ew, ew. First of all, let me see, is it gonna be 420 nice tomorrow? Yes, <laughs> Tomorrow's 420, guys. I should've recorded this on 420, but whatever. Anyways, all right, moving right along, Chicago is 46 degrees. I just pulled that random city out of my hand. I need to add some cities because I just be sticking with my, my places that I like. I see a damn snowflake up here. Oh, shit. So Chicago is cold. <laughs> That's crazy. I see a snowflake and 30% chance of snow. Oh, and it's April. Oh, my goodness. And it's cold. It's cold. Okay. If I ever say cold, just know that that has everything to do with my baby brother. One of his last videos he recorded before he ended up going, uh, you know, shifting, passing away was he said something like, it's cold. <laughs> so every time I think of cold weather, I think of him and him saying it. He was so freaking funny. Um, but yes, it's cold out there in Chicago, y'all. Anyways, let's move right along. Real quick, we're going to go to Montego Bay, 86 degrees in Montego so it's gonna rain all week in Montego, but it's gonna be sunny for 420, 2021 um, tomorrow. So 91 degrees in Montego. Smoke it up and have a good day, cause it's gonna be rainy. But see, I don't know how they do it out there in Montego in the rain. So they might be cool with it. As for me, I'd be like, rain. 
and start singing a song for real. Ray and Ray, go away. Like, just go away. Like, finally, I can't close this out with going to my city of Las Vegas out there. Las Vegas. You see how my accent turned up? Las Vegas, baby. <laughs> Let me stop. 84 degrees in beautiful Las Vegas, guys. 84 degrees. It's going to be sunny, 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 sunny. No dip in the temp. I mean, unless you think 88 to 79 is a dip, I guess. But it's sunny out there, baby. Mm, them temperatures be delicious. <laughs> I get to lick in my lips when I see that type. Oh, I love Vegas. <sighs> yes. Anyway, so that's my weather report, guys. <laughs> For episode five, season one of Storytime with Naya Good. A day before 420, guys. I hope y'all got your stuff ready. All right. For my next segment, the debunkery. Yes, if you've been following from episode one to now, I have now renamed this segment the debunkery. And if you didn't know, debunkery means, let's pull it up. <laughs> some y'all, some of y'all hate doing. It's really defining these words. I'm gonna pull it up. Debunkery means discredits claims believed to be false exaggerated you know pretentious shit like that and so that's what i'm here to do in the debunkery and that's you know of all things in this segment i discuss something in mainstream media especially the breakfast club and highlight where they fucked up at straight up okay kid cuddy all right i don't know if y'all were paying attention to wild shit in the media last week um, or I'm sorry, this week in April, <laughs> one of these weeks in April of 2021, but Kid Cudi decided and chose to wear a floral gown while performing on Saturday Night Live recently. And, you know, an activist out here, a rapper named Killer Mike, he justified that by saying it was a tribute to Kurt Cobain. And I guess at some point in Kurt Cobain's career, he wore a, a floral dress. And apparently Kid Cudi wasn't even performing no, no, no Kurt Cobain song. And, you know, none of his shit had anything to do with it. So he just got the dress on for no reason. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, the, I don't understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> Keep the dress off. Unless that's what you're into, I don't understand when the fuck is he wearing a dress for. Like, it, it was just weird. Um, and we gotta re remember that uh, black men's warrior energy and masculinity in ancient times and back in the day used to be real, real, real strong. Grit tough. Teflon. Okay? Um, so, you know, you know. I don't understand what this is about. I don't understand. That's where I'm coming from. Now, that's not your perspective. That's not your perspective. But that's my perspective. It's a, an attack on that warrior energy, that innate warrior energy that, you know, is supposed to dwell within, you know, black men. Um, and so at some points, you got to wonder what in the fuck, what, what is all this weird shit about? It's okay to think it's weird. It's <laughs> perfectly okay. You know, it's okay. It is kind of weird, y'all. Meanwhile, all this wild shit can happen, and Pharaoh Otten's entire page was deleted on YouTube. 
all this real wild crazy shit. Okay, little Nas X sliding down stripper poles and 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 having sex with Satan is perfectly okay. Okay, but Pharaoh Lawton's page got deleted on YouTube because he, you know, tells the truth. He's a truth teller. Um, and I always encourage everybody, whether you have been intelligent and all this stuff for the longest or you're new to really go to his page. He's really out here doing things to really doing things like Dr. Huey P. Newton, who I love, you know, really doing things to reestablish that power in our community. And so I really appreciate Pharaoh for real. All right. And so then there was something that happened on the rumor report here recently. <laughs> Lord, on the rumor report, right? Um, I guess Cheryl Underwood and them, the people on the talk are still talking about whatever happened with um, Ozzy Osbourne's wife. What's her name? Sharon Osbourne. I don't know what the fuck happened on the talk. Honestly, I really don't give a fuck. I was astonished that they're still fucking talking about it. But, um, but yeah, apparently... I guess Cheryl Underwood said something like, well, she didn't want to come off as the angry black woman. So she tried to tone down how she felt about it. Because of course, if, if, if there's any type of, oh my gosh, you know, um, strong feeling and expression about something, it must be angry, huh? That's just gotta be what it is, right? But then, ya boy, Uncle Sharla said that in order, if you not, in order for you to be paying attention, you need to be angry. And I just thought, why the fuck is, why do we, ha why is that necessary? Why is that emotion necessary? Anger. I mean, he was really emphasizing it. I mean, so after you get all angry, then what? <laughs> Long pause. I, there's no solution. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, maybe it's the Capricorn in me. I'm a solution person. Okay, how can we figure this out? I mean, you know, astrologically, Capricorns are, you know, when they're in a, I guess, a low vibrational energy, they can come off as providing unsolicited information. But then when they achieve the maturity <laughs> and the balance out that Capricorn energy, it's really just solutions solutions because there's got to be somebody providing solutions if everybody's still just focused on the problem not saying the capricorn's the only one but just know if you come to a cap we are going to try to and, and, and you come to one that's you know like i said mature enlightens because it could be some some low vibrational caps out there or low vibrational any astrological energies then you know just know it's going to be a solution it's going to be a push forward it's going to be a you know something like that so is Charlemagne saying that we should just be angry? Just okay, ah, oh, then what? You don't just you don't have to be angry and pay attention. Remember, I said one of my spiritual advisors said some shit that was really dope. She said, uh, "Paying attention, you're really paying attention. You giving your money away to that thing, focusing on it, when you could really be focusing your attention on that which serves you." And, and, and get your, you know, you know what you're supposed to be getting in return. When you're paying attention to things, you're gonna get that which you focus on back. <laughs> That's why I, I tried to emphasize that perhaps us as a community should really focus on trying to 
pay attention to something else when it comes to this racism shit and it stop allowing this reactivation of the trauma. I'm gonna keep emphasizing that the way people keep emphasizing the way all these other things keep getting emphasized. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Anyways, that was it for the debunkery. Just a little bit, like I don't understand what's going on, what's his name and the dresses and the weird shit. Shit is weird and doesn't always have to be accepted. We all have choices, so I choose to not uh, let that be some type of, you know, thing that we have to deal with, okay? Anyways, all right, got a couple announcements. <laughs> all right, www.niagood.com, check it out. It's a lot of stuff up there, you know, got a lot of stuff going on. The Goody Jar blog, the Sensual Mini series, my erotics four-part story. I'm sorry, my erotic four-story series that is very sexy and sensual. Um, I got some narrated stories too. I narrated the Goody Jar blog, a couple blogs out of that, and I narrated the entire Sensual Mini series. So if you want to get your you know, eroticism on via some literature, check it out. Um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have a new song out called Below Your Minds. Maybe when you guys are listening to this, whoever's new in 2022, it won't be as new, but it'll be new to you. So new music, Blow Your Minds. <laughs> and along with my other music that I have available on all digital streaming platforms, go check it out, a download, a like, a share. I appreciate love it all. I am also providing professional proofreading services. Hit me up on Instagram and my website if you want me to just go over something that you have. I, you know, an essay or an inter an online website or a book, I will proofread the fuck out of it. Grammar police, you know. I got you. <laughs> um yeah, so check out my website, guys. Check out my YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube, subscribe to my website. Um, and follow me on Instagram. Um, that's the social media platform that I use mostly. I'm gonna start shifting some ways that I promote things, but yeah, check me out. I and in slutty vegan news. <laughs> now, this is not a requirement of my ambassadorship. I just, I love slutty vegan so much. I am an ambassador. And so I just love Slutty Vegan and Pinky Cole and the brand. So I just do this because y'all yeah, need to be trying Slutty Vegan, okay? Whenever they do their pop-ups, if you're here in Atlanta, go to their one of their many locations. They got Bar Vegan at Pond City Market with the freaking vegan Philly cheesesteaks that are so freaking delicious. They have uh, several locations here in Atlanta, Edgewood, Jonesboro, and Ralph David Abernathy. I always get tongue-tied when I say that. So sometimes I be like RDA. But um, but yes, and then go to their Instagram and check the menu first before you go. That way you can see what's on the menu because they don't always have the full menu at every location. They rotate the menus too sometimes. Like I could probably have got dance hall clean at RDA last week, but this week is at Edgewood and now RDA got something else going on. So you wanna always check their IG because they let you know what's popping, okay? And recently, this weekend, this uh, past weekend here, uh, the weekend that just passed here in April, today's April 19th, so 
the weekend that just passed, I did a little slutty commercial shoot as part of my ambassadorship, which was so dope, such great energy from all the people that were there. I just, I am so grateful to be a part of, you know, slutty vegan, you know, it's a dope, uh, it's a dope situation. So that'll be on the lookout. If you follow me on Instagram, you might be able to see a clip or two from that shoot. Um, I also went to a, a, a friend's album listening party this weekend too. Shout out to Jante J. He is a dope ass vocalist <laughs> in person. And he invited me to his super official listening party. I'm talking about, it was in a beautiful studio space out here. I'm here in Atlanta. Um, the cheesecakes were phenomenal. First by cheesecakes was there and she had a sweet potato cheesecake with a whisk, I don't know, some whiskey uh, syrup with a pecan. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm gonna get some more of those actually. And then um, who else was out there? <laughs> who else? Um, oh, 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 oh my gosh. And then the freaking, hold on, because you know, oh, here we go. Perfectly poured Atlanta. <sighs> she knows what she's doing with the mixtures. I had a couple a couple drinks, listen, don't worry about how many I had, but they were all amazing. She knows how to mix the juices with the, I mean, all of that. It was really phenomenal. Perfectly poured out here in Atlanta. The drinks were just delicious. The food was amazing. So many amazing eats, like, and the music. <laughs> the music is about to transcend. Um, Congratulations, Jante. Phenomenal music that I was hearing. Such a vibe. He's got like a soul. And he be talking that shit and he trying to tell you something, you know? And my favorite song from his upcoming album is gonna be, it's called Something Special. Baby, that record right there. I cannot wait to play that record. I'm a repeat person. Like I'll repeat the shit for like two weeks and then be like, all right, girl. And I'll repeat it for two weeks and still love it every single day. Like one of the songs that is like that for me is Broken Clocks by SZA. I could play that song, right? I played that daggone song for like weeks and weeks and days. Every day I had to listen to that song. That's what something special is like by John Tay J. So be on the lookout, follow him on Instagram. And again, congratulations. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, All right, so in vaccine news, Oh, Lord, <laughs> just as we suspected, uh, one of the vaccines is out here fucking people up, according to the media, um, blood clots and all kind of wild shit. I know y'all been focused on, y'all vaxxers that have been focused on the vaccine, why don't you talk about that? <laughs> don't know vaxxers want to talk about that, just, oh, no, 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 go to Pfizer, don't fuck with Johnson. Wait a minute now. Anyways has begun to negatively affect people. You know my uh, perspective on it and you don't have to agree. Don't agree, I don't care. But if you do agree, what's up? Hey, <laughs> um, don't get vaccinated by this fake ass vaccine because of this fake ass virus. Um, vaccine stickers, I'm seeing those. <laughs> I wish, okay, where's the sticker for the motherfuckers with the HIV? That's the one, all right? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> But vaccine stickers, okay. Um, <laughs> in my notes it says, let me laugh again. So in honor of one of my favorite comedians, Cat Williams, let me get my seven laughs. laughs. 
Okay, this shit is ridiculous. Maskers and vaxxers are hilarious. I mean, just as soon as they see somebody, they got their mask off, they walk past them. Because, oh gosh, shut go, go away. Okay, no intelligence needed, apparently. <laughs> and finally, another announcement. Oh, yeah, 58 minutes, child. This is going to be a long episode, guys. Oh, wait, no, it's not, because I'm going to have to edit some things anyway. So, 58 minutes and counting. Um, you know, another announcement. This is the announcement segment. Stop weaponizing your likes and shares. You follow that person, like some shit. Period. Too easy. What are you, what are you guys doing? You guys are weird. You know, that social media is for to be social, not to stalk. Is it now stalker media? It's not it's social media. So if you don't want to like anything, then I don't understand why you would even have anything coming down your timeline that you don't want. And, it, and social media has created for stalkership because then you could just, you know, it's just weird. Just bring back social media, not stalker media. Um... They got people following people they don't like, or if you see me and I make your stomach hurt, again, Cat Williams, <laughs> then maybe you should uh, see less of me, you know? And then I don't want you even down my timeline if I know you and you ain't liking that. It's just very that simple. It's about principle, okay? It's about principle, okay? But yeah, that's my announcement today <laughs> on this episode, episode five, season one of Storytime with Naya Good, all right? A plethora of delicious topics and stories. So I jump from segment to segment. They might not all correlate, but that's why I say a plethora of delicious stories and topics. For my spiritual message of episode five, guys. In this segment, I briefly discuss something that will enlighten you. Spirits, you know, breathe life into you, you know. I want you to recall your gifts and pour into them fearlessly, for real. Pause. I want you to recall your gifts and pour into them fearlessly. Your gifts will create abundance for you, for real. I've seen it happen. People that are using their gifts, you know, people always think it's gotta be like a talent. But really a gift is, but you know, Make room for it. Whatever name you want to use it, make room for it. Step out a little bit on faith. You know, not you don't have to give up everything to focus on your gift. Just make sure you are pouring into your gift as much as you're pouring into the things that you feel like you need in this life. Your gift is something that you need. Um, I say gifts because I know you definitely have more than one. You know, it's not just, you know, just like you get all the Lego and gives, you know, the, the, the presents and shit on your, you know, born day or them little holidays y'all be celebrating. You have more than one gifts. And, you know, from building houses to seeing auras to pottery to writing, you know, to fighting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a gift. Pour into that. We need you. Um, tune in and tap into it, Okay. As much as you tap in and tune into all this other shit for those people that don't, you know, and aren't already doing the things that they are gifted with, you need to, you know, get into it. Get into it. Get into your gift. Ashe. All right. That was my spiritual message for episode five, guys. All right. Now, story time with Naya Good. 
I'm always bring a book into it now. In this segment, I read a few passages from a book I want to highlight. I love reading and narrating and talking about a good book. And so the last four episodes of season one of Storytime with Naya Good, I have read some nonfiction books, you know. Um, and I think I'm going to do something at the end of the season where, if, you know, you go back and look at each episode and something from each episode, I'm going to give somebody like a gift or a prize or something. But um, so this episode, I'm going to read a fiction book. Okay, I loved this book. Oh my gosh. So the last several months, I have been reading some phenomenal fiction books, guys, written by black women from all over the freaking world. Literally, it's been like a freaking international journey through literature. It's been so much fun. Um, I feel like I've been to the countries. And so this book right here, my sister, The Serial Killer. Y'all need to go get that. Go get it, okay? It's by Oyinkan Bray, Bray, oh, I'm so mad I missed up her name. And I should have read, I really should have read her name first before I um, even said it. That's what a good journalist does. But maybe I pronounced it right. Actually, I, I'm actually really good at pronouncing things. When I was younger, my mother, she when she couldn't pronounce something, she would come to me, I knew how to figure it out. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> that's one of my gifts. <laughs> But I think it's pronounced Oyinkan Braithwaite. Anyways, if I messed that up, I apologize, but I love her so much. I love this book. It's called My Sister the Serial Killer, right? I'm going to read just a little bit of segment from it. Now, this is a fiction book, so if you want to know what the hell is going to happen in this book, you better go pick it up because this book is really, really fun. I had to slow down reading it. I just couldn't believe it, what the hell was going on in this book. Now, the author, she is from Nigeria. And so I went to Nigeria in this book, okay? I, the, like, this was the first book out of like all the series of like <laughs> books that were happening in this um, fiction journey I've been going on, guys. And so um, this chapter is called Hearts. All right. She says, Tade looks like shit. His shirt is rumpled. He needs to shave and his tie is askew. No singing or whistling has escaped his lips in days. This is the power Ayula has. And when I see Tade suffering, I cannot help but be in awe of it. There's another guy, he tells me. There is? I'm, over, I'm overacting. My voice comes out as a squeak. <laughs> okay, let me try to do it as a squeak. There is? I'm over I'm overacting. My voice comes out as a squeak. Not that he notices. His head is down. He is half sitting on his desk with his hands on either side, gripping it tightly. So I can make out the flexing and extending, the working together, the rippling of his body. I drop the file I brought for him on the desk and reach out to touch him. His shirt is white. Not the sparkling white of the shirts Femi must have owned or of my nurse's uniform, but the white of a distracted bachelor. <laughs> I could help Tade bleach his whites if he would let me. I let my hand rest on his back and rub it. Does he find the gesture comforting? Eventually he sighs. You're so easy to talk to, Corday. I can smell his cologne mixed with his sweat. The heat outside is seeping into the room and smothering the air from the AC. I like talking to you, I tell him. He raises his head and looks at me. We are only a step or two apart close enough to kiss. Are his lips 
as soft as they appear? He gives me a gentle smile and I smile back. I like talking to you too. I wish, yes. Has he started to see that Ayula isn't right for him? He looks down again and I can't help myself. You're better off without her, you know? I tell him softly. Oh wait, I said that kind of hard, my bad, hold on. You're better off without her, you know? I tell him softly. I guess that's as soft as it's gonna get for me. But anyways, back to the book. I feel him stiffen. What? His voice is soft, but there is something beneath it that wasn't there before. Irritation? Why would you say that about your sister? Tade, she hasn't exactly been... He shrugs my hand off and pushes himself up and away from the desk. From me. You're her sister. You're supposed to be on her side. I'm always on her side. It's just that she has many sides. Not all of them as pretty as the one that you see. This is you being on her side, is it? She told me that you treat her like she is a monster and I didn't believe her. His words strike like arrows. He was my friend, mine. He sought my counsel and my company. But now he... And you're going to have to read the rest of this. Oh my God, this book is so good. My Sister the Serial Killer by Yonkan Bra Braithwaite. I know I just butchered that. I apologize that. I apologize. But um, yeah, My Sister the Serial Killer. Just go get it by the title. All right? Phenomenal book. I read that book pretty fast. Anyways. Yeah, man. You get crazy in this book, man. <laughs> And it gets crazy. I hope she does like a, a spinoff or a sequel or something. Anyways, guys, it's been a fun episode. You know, it's a long one too. I'm at an hour. I'm at about an hour and eight minutes, but um, yeah. All right, so this is my last segment of the show. A few good words. <laughs> Um, this entire season one of Storytime with Naya Good, I've been talking about normalizing. That's been my, you know, a few good words theme. And just know that for season, for episode five, I have officially renamed all of the segments. So this final segment is now called A Few Good Words. But, um, but yes, I've been talking about normalizing things. And today, this episode, I want to talk about normalizing holding popular people accountable for their bullshit. Stop sweeping the bullshit under the rug. Hold them accountable. You y'all be so subjective with the accountability that you want to hold. Hold the police accountable, but don't hold your boy accountable or your girl. Okay? I mean, just cuz they lit don't mean they ain't fucking up. Okay? So <laughs> normalize holding popular people accountable for their bullshit. But anyways, that's my a few good words. Just a few good words. A few good words. Gotta keep it short and sweet. So yeah, like I say all the time, there are common sections wherever you're streaming this podcast. So I would love to hear from you, you know. And, you know, if you get crazy, I'm a snap back. But, you know, always all love. I mean, at least it's love for me when I snap back. Some of y'all really be mad. Calm down. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, go stream Blow Your Mind right now on all digital 
music platforms. And thank you for listening. I appreciate love you. Be on the lookout for episode six coming real, real soon. Peace, love. <laughs>